0: Hey everyone, this is Jason Schappert, and you're listening to the Private Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. Why are soft field landings so important? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com, and you are listening to the Private Pilot Podcast brought to you by our number one rated online ground school. Take a trial of that online ground school by visiting m0atrial.com. No strings attached. Go ahead and get in there and check it out for two weeks. Why on earth are soft field landings so important and I'll throw soft field takeoffs in there as well. But, my main main focus today is going to be the soft field landing. And, I want to go about it a different way. Yes, we're going to talk about, oh, if you have a carbureted aircraft, don't use the carburetor. Yes, we're going to talk about protecting the nose wheel and why we protect the nose wheel and all those things. Very, very important. But, here is the real crux. Of, of everything, when it comes to the Sawfield Landing. First off, let me know in the comments. If you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, I'm waving at you. We do this as a video as well. Uh, leave me a comment below. Have you ever done a real Sawfield Landing? If you're listening to this on iTunes, or Audible, or however you listen to your podcast, just nod your head back at me, or shake your head no at me. I'll pretend I know what you're doing. Hey, by the way, thank you for making this um, this podcast. Just uh, hit. If you look at all time aviation podcasts in, in the aviation category, the private pod podcast is the number three most popular aviation podcast all time. Pretty pretty cool. We're pushing for two and one thereafter. Why? Why am I such a stickler on making sure you get a real soft field landing under your belt? I look at it this way, and I was just sharing this advice on in-flight coffee not too terribly long ago. In-flight coffee is a Facebook show we do every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the MZRA Facebook. You're always welcome to participate and watch. I am such a stickler about real soft field landings because I don't want your first, and, hopefully, only emergency, to also be your first field landing. And, if you were to have an engine failure in flight, there's a very high probability— and, this depends on where you're at geographically as well— but, there is a very high probability that your first softfield landing could be your first off-airport landing because of an emergency. The odds are already stacking up against you, right? You already are about to make the most important landing of your life. Let's now add the first soft field landing of my life as well. Those of you who have done soft field landings, back me up on this. You know it is bumpy. You slow down much more quickly than you anticipate. It's just a rough, jarring type of landing. The ground is so uneven. I've landed at some amazing grass strips that you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I've landed at some rough grass strips where it's like landing on an African safari, it feels like sometimes. I need you to practice a real soft field landing. You know, when we do, when we simulate a soft field landing, I kind of feel like we do ourselves a little bit of a disservice in a way. We land on pavement, and we simulate, oh, protect that nose wheel, and all these things, and back on the yoke, and minimize braking, and aerodynamic braking, and sometimes flaps up, and all these different little things that we do. But, doing it on pavement, and doing it in the real world, are two totally different things. In the real world, you have no choice but to keep that nose up. In fact, you wish you could get that nose up even more. There's a video coming out next week. I won't spoil it too much depending on when you're watching this, if you're watching this the day this comes out, it's coming out the following week of landing on an actual saw field. And, and you're going to see, I wish I had more yoke to bring back to protect that nose wheel. It was like an African bush land. I think I say something like that in the video, actually. It was a very, very rough, Landing. And, some soft fields are like that. Despite the name soft field, it just means something other than pavement. There's nothing soft about it. right? It can be jarring and bumpy, and makes the airplane dirty on top of it. It's a topic for another day. If you saw the video on Facebook I shared not too long ago, um, I just got the airplane detailed, and my next flight was to a soft field. You get like grass stains on it and everything else. Anyways, that's besides the point. You can practice all the technique you want, but, until you land on a real soft field, you don't know how it really applies to you. So, I need you to do this. I need you to hop on your sectional chart, and I need you to start looking for public soft fields, public grass strips. Now, there's going to be some obstacles in your way. You, if you haven't heard it before, there will be flight schools that will tell you, I'm sorry, our insurance doesn't allow it. Let me tell you something. I've had every level of insurance in aviation, from big flight school policies, to one man on an airplane, you know, flight train policies, to just me on an airplane policies. I have never seen such a clause. All sorts of different carriers and providers of insurance, I have yet to see such a clause. I've heard all about this mysterious clause, yet, I've never seen this clause that says, we don't allow soft field landings. I would imagine that's a flight school policy that gets blamed on the insurance company, because I've never seen it before. Don't let that become the excuse. Talk to your flight school, talk to your flying club, or or, If they don't want to do it, find a buddy that has a plane that can take you up to land on a real soft field. Because, I realize it is a challenge sometimes. Number one, find a grass strip you can land at. There's many private ones you can obtain permission for if you know somebody. And, then, there's a handful of public ones as well you can probably find. Remember, on your sectional chart, it's going to just be a circle. It's not going to be filled in. That's how we're going to look to find that. And, maybe you look to find some destination saw fields and grass strips that you can go to. I can think of a handful um, here in Florida that you can go and do those sort of things at. The video you're going to see tomorrow is at X-Ray 60, the Williston Airport. Two paved runways and a grass runway. You wouldn't know that by looking at the sectional chart, though. You'd have to be from the local area to know. It's an intimidating grass strip, by the way. It's only 2,000 feet. So, you'll see this landing had to truly be a spot field landing on top of it, because it's such a tight little landing. If you've seen any of the videos where I fly my 1940 J-3 Cub, that's always off the grass, is where we typically do that. Just, the Cub does so much better going on and off the grass. So, why do I share all of this in, in this month's Private Pilot Podcast? I think we do ourselves a disservice so often. And, if you've been to Aviation Mastery, our, our in-person event, which will be coming again soon, um, as we slowly move back to better than normal, um, in, in our, with travel and COVID and everything else. You've heard me share this before, that we often do ourselves a disservice when we practice things like engine failures in flight. We do it at 3,000 feet. We bring the power back. we we'll go through our ABCs of an emergency. A for airspeed, get our best glide speed. B for best landing area. Keep it in mind, it might be behind you or below you. Oh, that field over there looks great. C, run through my checklist. I go through my flow checklist. Fuel selector valve, I got it on both. Flip-flop tanks, maybe. Let's try that. Mixtures in, uh, check the carb heat all the way across. Ignition's on, masters on, try to start it, crank, crank, crank. Nothing happened, 7700. Right, you got this flow check memorized that you work through, we do all that, and we descend, and we come on down. Then, we have this pesky little regulation that talks about minimum safe altitudes over congested, and as they define, other than congested, meaning really non-congested areas, that essentially say, I can't go below 500 feet, in a nutshell. There's a lot more to that regulation than I'm, than I'm alluding to. But, essentially, what do we do? We get to 500 feet AGL, and we go missed. Yet, where is, where is the money really made, team? You see, I think it's easy to go from 3,000 to 500 feet AGL. I think the money is made from 500 to zero. This is why, if you uh, hopefully you've watched the 31 day safer pilot challenge, I know I'm rambling off a bunch of cool stuff we have done and do. Um, maybe you're writing all this down, going, I got a lot of homework to do. Jason's mentioned all this stuff. 31 Day Safer Pilot Challenge posted. Uh, find the most recent one for 2020, uh, 2021, January of 2021. There's a playlist on our YouTube channel, 31 Day Safer Pilot Challenge. Go find, I believe it's day three, myself and my lovely lady, Magda. We do an engine failure in flight to a landing, actually, on that same grass strip, the Williston Airport. I can't remember. It was, I think it was runway 3.6 at the time. Um, I think Yeah, I think we landed the 3.6 side, um, down to a soft field. Landing. It's easy to go from 3,000 to 500 feet. It is much, much more difficult to go the last 500 feet. When you go, you know what, I'm a little bit too high. Or, wait, those black spots, those were cows. Oh, there's a fence here. Oh, they just tilled this field. It's all, you know, messed up. Oh, wow, it's rained for four days straight and this thing is a bog more than it's a field. Those are the difficult challenges you have to know and to work through. And that's why it's so important. You need to get a real soft field landing under your belt. Some of you listening to this go, Jason, I fly off a of soft field mainly. That's awesome. I think a soft field landing builds stronger and better foundational stick and rudder skills on top of that as well. So, M Zero Nation. I hope you've subscribed to this on Audible, on iTunes. If you're watching this on YouTube, please click the subscribe button as well. Facebook, make sure you like and follow us. There are so many amazing things in the pipeline. One big thing to mention here: FlyWithJason.com. FlyWithJason.com. If you have not already signed up, as of this recording, you have days left to sign up flywithjason.com, five lucky winners. are going to have the opportunity to fly with myself. Um, I'm going to bring you to Florida, probably in November-ish, when we get out of hurricane season and everything else. And, you're going to get to do a great ground lesson, a great flight lesson with myself, meet the other contest winners as well. And, we're just going to have an amazing, amazing time together, uh, just furthering aviation. So, fly with Jason. to enter the sweepstakes. And, that's how you can get access to all those details. Um, Winners are going to be announced at Oshkosh. So, that's the second phase of all of this. Please, please, if you're going to be at Oshkosh, two things. First off, we're in Hangar B, Hangar Bravo. Come over and say hi. Second thing, reach out to Sarah for me, s-a-r-a-h, Sarah, at M0A.com. Sarah is in charge of a super-exclusive private party we are doing for our best M0A customers and clientele. I'd argue, if you're listening to this, you are a member of that best customer and clientele. Reach out to Sarah if you're going to be at Oshkosh. The party is the Thursday of Oshkosh. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but you can reverse engineer that. By the way, this is 2021 I'm, I'm sharing this. So, I realize you may go on to listen to this. People may listen to this many, many years later. 2021 Oshkosh, EAA AirVenture, it's called, that Thursday. Super exclusive little private party with dinner and just some great, great stuff and announcements we'll be doing. Reach out to Sarah if you'd like details and uh, possibly get invited to that. MZRA Nation, you are absolutely outstanding. I just want to remind you to have a blessed, amazing, incredible rest of your day. And, most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, everyone. I'll see you.